Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Christopher Rosen, joined by Joyce and Joyce. We're here to talk about television again. The Oscars are over. Wait, we're not talking about Will Smith? No, maybe later. Maybe we can talk about Will later, but not now. Now we're talking about television and the- So we're not talking about Bel Air? No. Bel Air, I don't think, I don't have Bel Air on any of my free Emmys lists. Neither do I. Sorry to Bel Air. <laughs> Sorry to Peacock. Sorry to Bel Air. Sorry to producer Will Smith. Uh, no, we're here to talk about the Emmys, Joyce. It's here. Uh, Emmys, <laughs> full swing. There are, I, I'm going to say, I, I wrote it down. There's 500,000 shows on at the moment. Uh, on across Yeah, all, that, that sounds accurate. You yeah, use your advocate. I got right? it right here. Yeah, I wrote yeah. it down. So uh, inc- incredible amount of volume. That, that like So we're going to go through our, Looking here at the major categories, I don't even know if we call them early predictions. I mean, we made predictions, but like, who knows? I, I updated this morning uh, for the first time since February. <laughs> Incredible! I did it yesterday, so we're recording this on Tuesday. So uh, it's you know you can see I, I'll say the top line things again. Just a lot of stuff, and a lot of stuff to the point where I was like a lot of favorites. I think from the years past, like a Ted Lasso or even, even a hacks, honestly, uh, are going to have stiff competition in comedy succession and drama. And then limited series is a total, uh, just mess. There are so many things I, looking at it. I was like, wow, all of these limited series 10 years ago, at least half of them would have been movies and they would have been up for oh, yeah. Oscars. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> like they're all eight episodes. They all are prestige. Uh, a lot I, of them. I think are- we kind of talked about this, a couple of weeks ago, maybe like in relation to SAG or something. It's, it's absolutely something. wild. I mean, we, I mean, we can talk about it later when we get to limited, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we'll start at the top on our odds here. You can make your picks at Gold Derby right now for the Emmys. We're just ready for this. It, it's, it's happening. Uh, so comedy series, Joyce, I, I'm just going to read through some of the, sh- I, there's just so many shows. It's just, uh, you know, so um, I think last year, um, I think maybe it was like in our column. I, I said it's not peak TV anymore. It's mass TV. It we, is we mass TV. Peak TV. Because no one can watch all of these shows. I'm just scrolling down. Here are some shows that are like 100 to 1 odds on our thing. We're not even going to honestly probably even mention these. Uh, Girls 5 Eva coming back for a season two. Uh, and just like that, the Sex and the City uh, sequel reboot, Schmigadoon, which has an Oscar winner and Ariana DeBose, uh, Better Things, I think is the final season. Uh, just one after the other. These are like, previously, I would say it would be like kind of major shows that just aren't even on our radar. I, I don't know. I'm just like, 
they're, they're on our radar, but it's it's too crowded. Oh my gosh. And you have shows like Maisel and Atlanta and Barry coming back. Or even like back. we, we our favorite, the flight attendant, uh, Russian Doll, a very popular show from Netflix. All of these are, are tough. So I'll just read through the the top the, according to our odds, and just I'll just read through my picks. Whatever. Uh, Ted Lasso nominated. Hacks. Only murders in the building. Barry coming back for its long-awaited third season. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, and then I have actually Abbott Elementary, The After Party, and Julia. Those are my three, like, Hail Mary upset picks. I actually think all three are going to get in. And that leaves Atlanta out. That leaves The Great out. That leaves uh, What We Do in the Shadows out. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Flight Attendant, as I mentioned. Pen15, Russian Doll. Uh, but yeah, those are my early picks with the eight nominees here. Wow. Um, yeah, should I do mine? Yeah, you go ahead and then we yourself? can talk about this. <laughs> no, go for it. Um, I have hacks. I actually moved that to first today just to be different over Ted because nice. everyone has Ted. Right. And I don't think it really matters what you have like in first at this point because it's just nominations and the sure. book getting in. Um, and Ted, obviously, Barry, uh, only murders in a building, Maisel, Atlanta. I, I just put the flight attendant in this morning. Wow. And also Abbott Elementary. I dropped our fave, the after party, which broke my heart. And, and no Julia for you. No Julia for me. I I have some of the actors in, but no, no Julia yet. So uh, I've seen the first two of Julia. It's on HBO Max right now. It's about Julia Child. It just feels like a slam dunk Emmy favorite to me watching it. I was like, this is just... Full catnip, great performances, very famous character actors slash Frasier stars, uh, <laughs> incredible, incredible period detail. Fran Kranz, our favorite mass filmmaker, uh, just killing it. I, I thought it's really well done. So I put it I in. I mean, you know what I, I really want to put in is Minx, which Minx I love. also not on our list here. I would, but yeah, it. it's uh, also like the lead character's name is Joyce. So obviously I'm partial to it, but it's love, really fun. I already, I already finished the whole season. <laughs> Loving Minx. It feels, I, I was saying to somebody last night who's also watching it, it feels like uh, the, the, the fourth or is it third season, the fourth season of Glow that we never received, I would say, as a fan of Glow uh, from Netflix. It's very similar. Yeah. And it's, it's like such an easy watch and episodes are so short. There's an episode that's 24 minutes. I'm like, this is right. a dream come true for me. Like, uh, so we have most of the same ones here. I would say uh, two things here and then we could, we could, this could literally be like a four hour video because uh, we're just, there's so much stuff, but we'll, we'll kind of, we'll keep it a little, little bit moving. This is just like the say, general overview for now. The two, <laughs> things I would say, the two things I want to talk about. Hey, I think your instinct on Ted Lasso, not even though obviously it's going to get nominated and we'll talk about this a lot and it could still easily win because it, as you mentioned, it kind of swept through the winter awards, right? Like Ted Lasso is like the, the show at the moment and remains the show. But I wonder last year during the Emmys, it was the momentum from season two that really kind of helped it push forward through the Emmy season, right? Cause season two was airing when they were voting. And we talked about that specifically for like Brett Goldstein, his biggest episodes were literally right when they were voting for supporting actor. And at the time supporting actor was like, boy, there's a lot of different contenders. There's four different people from Ted Lasso. Does Brett Goldstein pop? And then like, he really did in the second season, which was not Ellen, was not what people were voting on. Yeah, was I mean, they, they specifically timed it that way. <laughs> correct. And so this year, they're not going to be able to do that because the show is, I think season three is in production now. 
or it's certainly not. Yeah, they're a little behind this year, but you know, the show that is trying to do that this year is Murders. Yes. So only Murders is doing, and I think it's coming back in June for its second. Yeah, it's coming back. It's premiering June 28th, which is the day after phase one voting closes for nominations. Um, And I think they should either move it earlier or move it back. Like I think it should overlap with the actual voting for nominations or they should do it like what Ted did last year and premiere it after nominations come out. Right. So either because now way, it's like, it's just airing the dead. So, I mean, it's gonna like, it's weekly. So there'll still be mm-hmm. episodes while after nominations, but it's like, Oh, like everyone finished voting. They turn in their ballots. And then the next day the show premieres and maybe they fall in love with it more. I, I don't know. So I think that's probably like what just airing that, that, that like three week period or two week period when nothing is happening. (laughs) Right. So that's why I feel like Ted Lasso is not a lock to win in this category as it would have been like last year when it was like such an overwhelming pick. And there's a lot of really good shows that I think people will also enjoy. Like we said, like Hacks Coming Back, Murders, Barry. I didn't have Atlanta in there only just to kind of be a little bit contrary. And I feel like this new season, I feel like has gotten a lot of critical acclaim, but not as... It just seems like a little muted to me in the in the discourse. I don't know. Maybe Barry will be like that, too, just because they've been away for so long that it comes back and it's like, you know, whatever. That's why I went with the three new. Sh- so I have Abbott Elementary. You did, too, right? Yeah, I, I put that in there. Uh, I, I can see it. You know, it's like a 50 50 getting in and not getting in. I could see it just being like the new blackish, the new like modern family of waving the broadcast flag. Like people really like it. It's so good. I, I'm a huge fan of this show. It's it's incredibly funny. It definitely is like a because it's on ABC, obviously, like Modern Family and Blackish is maybe the comp, but it obviously is like way in on like the Parks and Rec office vibes, uh, because it's like a mockumentary. It's so funny. There's like an incredible ensemble there. Uh, it's just a really enjoyable watch. And it's a yeah, nice I think, to be I think even if it doesn't get into series, I think it could get actress and like writing. Same. And the other thing that's enjoyable about it is like you were mentioning. It's so it's such a treat to watch a show. So I, I watch it on Hulu, not on broadcast, but it obviously is on ABC. But it's such a treat to watch a show that's twenty minutes, <laughs> twenty two mm-hmm. minutes, it's especially just, even even shows, these shows are too long, guys. No one has the time for a fifty nine minute episode. <laughs> even these comedy, Julia. Every episode is like forty five to fifty five minutes, and it's like this is a comedy. Yeah, so, like I will say, so like I've uh, seen six episodes of flight attendant the new season yes and they're like it it moves pretty quickly just because of the way it's edited and the pacing so i don't feel the length but some of these other shows like you feel the length even if it's shorter than like 50 minutes uh i felt like that with mrs mazel for this most recent season which we still have not finished um the other one i wanted to ask about after party i'm shocked you you dropped it i have it in i I know i dropped it for abbott elementary (laughs) so i think we love the after party. It's on Apple TV. I don't know if we've talked about it on one of these before, but you and I have talked about it extensively for months because Apple was sending out the screeners since like January, I believe. Uh, it's incredibly fun murder mystery uh, that all the episodes are on now. You could probably binge it. And I think the first episode is like 50 minutes, but everything else is like 30 minutes. Yeah, everything else. Yeah, because they need, they need to set it up. So that was, that was fine. I forgive them for that. But everything else is like 30 minutes. It's just a great show. It's so much fun. It has like all of your faves in it, uh, including Ben Schwartz, who hopefully will, will surface later here when we're doing our picks. Uh, and, and like banger songs, because he his his musical. Um, so the the format is like every character gets 
tells their version of the night's events of the murder yes uh from their perspective and it's and it like parodies uh, a genre like a movie genre so ben schwartz is musicals and he sings three songs and they're amazing and they're all going to be on my spotify wrapped at the end of the year <laughs> Incredibly great songs. I love it so much. Uh, I think the reason I have it on there is twofold. A, I think Apple is really kind of like, perhaps I'm still on the high of Coda, but I think they are good at like getting the the shows in front of the right people. And B, it's from Phil Lord and Chris Miller, or Chris Miller actually is like the, I think he wrote or I think he wrote all of them or directed all of them, right? Yeah, it was his, it was supposed to be a movie like 10 years ago. Right. Um, and it was like his idea. So. And so... It, this is one of those shows where we'll talk about this later with the limited series. And I, we did just mention this. I think this could have been also a movie, obviously like 10 years ago, but I love the way it works as a show because you get to it's coming up for season two. It's basically like an anthology. Murder. It's an anthology. And also then you can do every episode is like a different genre, which I think is really fun. Yeah. So I just so, feel like Chris Miller is great at promo. They were all over the place for Mitchell versus the machines. They were tweeting about it like ad nauseum. And I feel like the same thing could happen. With they the they got all their, their famous friends to tweet about it. And the, and I think the after party has something similar going, so I could see it getting in. But that would leave, like I said, I have Atlanta out. I have what we do in the shadows out. It's just, it's, I think we're going to look back. I have Flight Attendant out, which is breaking my heart because I love the first season. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're going to look here at, in you know, when the Emmy nominations are announced in July and just be like, wow, I can't believe all these shows got snubbed. Like, insecure so, final season. Here's, here's the thing. Neither of us have a Netflix show right now, right? This is what right. I was like contemplating because I was like, I should probably put in a Netflix show, maybe Emily in Paris. <laughs> no, but like probably Russian Doll, right? Russian Doll would be the one, right? It, but it I depends. Didn't, so. It depends on like how Netflix the second season will probably is. get in here. <laughs> or Cobra Kai, I guess, would be their other big option, or Sex Education, or which, which will get uh, Will Smith a nomination because he's an right. Young Cobra Kai. Amazing. Uh, Joyce, let's go to the acting comedy categories because I think we could like kind of. Again, like you said, like who's getting nominated versus like who's winning. I'll, I'll just read mine right now. Gene Smart, obviously, uh, for Hacks, reigning champ here as the best actress winner. I have her in. Uh, I have uh, Rachel Brosnahan for Mrs. Maisel. I have Issa Rae for Insecure. Kaylee Cuoco for Flight Attendant. Quin, uh, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. And then I put uh, Sarah Lancaster. Lancashire for Julia. And I actually have her incredibly high. I don't have her beating Jean, but I could see another, uh, I could see her being incredibly uh, a strong contender to win. But uh, I have those like exact that. same six. And okay. I put Sarah in back in February. And it was like right after their TCA panel. And I hadn't even watched the show yet. It's a pretty great performance. She does a really solid job of mimicking, I think, Julia Child and separates enough from the pop culture version of Julia Child, which to me is Meryl and Julie, Meryl Street and Julie and Julia. Uh, and it's really, really solid performance. She's the show is, yeah, it's, she's not exactly, it, it's a different type of performance than if you're just thinking of Julie and Julia and, and the yeah. show is like without the Julie parts. <laughs> right. Which were the, I mean, having rewatched that, like within the last like three years that the Julie parts get a bad rap, but it's like the best parts of the movie are the Julia parts, not the Julie parts. No offense yeah. to Amy Adams and Chris Messina who are great. Love Chris Messina. Uh, yeah, so that's it. We, the person we left out then in our odds would be next with Selena Gomez and Only Murders. And I think it depends on how, like you were saying, like maybe the second season helps her, but maybe not because it premieres after voting. Vote, voting is closed. Oh, <laughs> voting she closed actually would maybe benefit from having it earlier because, you know, her first season, I think she would be on the fringe here. She's great on the show. I love her so much. 
Um, but you know, I don't know. So, and then other yeah, people. And she, she missed SAG um, in their single category. Right. So yeah, I mean, I would love for her to get in because it'll be, she's really good on it and she plays off of Martin Short and Steve Martin really well. And she's kind of like the the dry, like straight man, you know? So it's not like ha-ha funny, like in your face funny. Right. But I think it's also a surprising performance for a lot of people if they just know her from like her Disney stuff or sure. her singer something you know looking at the list and this is no no knock on the performance i'd say the most vulnerable person on my list is Issa ray just because the final season of insecure is such a memory at this point and if something pops like later like natasha leone and russian doll maybe or you know i don't even know there's like i think physical is like a rose burn you know who knows there could be like a there could be a world where she just gets Issa ray gets like maybe left behind because people are out of sight out of mind on insecure but i still have her in for now yeah i still have her in um i didn't have the show in but i think she can get in without the show yeah i mean the people are leaving out uh renee elise goldsberry and girls five eva tiffany haddish for after party jane fonda for grace and frankie lily tomlin for grace and frankie uh Amy Schumer for Life and Beth, though perhaps maybe not now, is her uh, her post Oscars comedy tour is uh, generating some headlines that I don't think you want. Uh, let's see. Anybody you know, some things that you you don't. Know, it's like TMI. You don't need to say some things out loud. Yeah, if the jokes were cut. Uh, they're probably cut for a reason. If you're like, what are these two talking about? Just Google Amy Schumer and uh, Oscars, and I'm sure you'll see it. Uh, great cat. There's just so many great actresses in this category who are not even. I mean, like. Sophia Black Delia for a single drunk female is a show that people really like, I think, and not doesn't. There's, necess- there's Sandra O oh for the chair, right? Tag for that. Uh, Vanessa Bayer for I love you, I love that for you from and Showtime is coming out. Just a great category, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I Jean, I think this is a really last year. I think it was a blowout for Jean Smart, and this is kind of like what I was thinking with Ted Lasso. This year, it seems a lot more competitive with like Sarah Lancashire and Rachel Brosnahan as the top three with Gene. So here's here's the thing. Um, we had the same comedy winners throughout the winter mm-hmm. with, you know, Ted, like the Ted cast, Ted series, except at the Globes, which tax one and um, Gene, like they all just basically swept. Right. So it's like, are we going to have all of them repeat again at the end. I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I think there's a room. I mean, they could, we, we easily could. The Emmys love repeat winners, seemingly in the comedy categories. Maybe it's just this. But also in this category, like, you know, we had Julia for six years in a row and then we've just had single winners since Rachel. Cause it was Rachel, uh, Rosahan and then Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Right. And then Catherine O'Hara and both of them could not repeat because those were the final seasons that they won for. Now we have Jean who could actually repeat. So is she going to be like a new, JLD here. I I guess I can't. We, I guess we'll figure this out as this and, and this moves forward. But I wonder, it was is it a Gene? We got to give Gene multiple Emmys, or was it like we really want to give Gene this Emmy uh, last year, and now we're free to go somewhere else for a performance we might like? Either go back to Rachel Brosnahan or Sarah Lancashire, or who knows? Like you know, maybe uh, Quinta Brunson or something. You know, totally out, totally outrageous that we're not thinking of right now because maybe Abbott Elementary ends up like being incredibly. Sticky at the Emmys. Uh, best actor, Joyce. This one, I feel like a lot of another another one with just a ton of uh, good people. But 
the top five, I feel like are pretty set. It's Jason Sudeikis, Steve Martin for Only Murders, Bill Hader for Barry, Donald Glover for Atlanta, Martin Short for Only Murders. And then my sixth is my boy, Sam Richardson from the after party. I, I put him in choice. I'm going for it. I mean, this could just end up being five, just like last year. Cause it's like proportional slots. So right. depending on the number of submissions, like I know we have six for, I think yes. the lead categories, but yes. a lot of them could just end up as five. So um, the other pop possibilities for, I assume you have those top five and then who's your sixth. Um, yeah. Bill, Jason, Steve, Martin, Donald. And my sixth is my guy, Don Cheadle. <laughs> Nice. Black Monday. Way to go. Uh, yeah, which ended, quietly ended. I don't think a lot of people know that it ended, but it ended, they, like Showtime basically just canceled it during COVID. Right. Um, and he's he's never won an Emmy. He's, uh, but, you know, last year he got in for his uh, two-minute performance on Falcon and Winter Soldier. So <laughs> he also not- can get in this year for narrating Wonder Years. Maybe he can yeah. actually win for that finally. We talked about it. You know, he, he's fresh off his his second Grammy win. So he has two Grammys, uh, zero Emmys. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. I have, so I think that's a great pick. The other option, I like, I have Sam Richardson who I really liked on the after party. Uh, Nicholas Holt for the great is the sixth person in our odds. And Anthony Anderson for black is John Cheadle. Like you mentioned, Larry David, uh, John Cena for peacemaker. I feel like it's like an intriguing op- possibility. That show is. I, I, yeah. I watched that with my friends like two weeks ago. We just like binged it that weekend and yeah he's fun um fun and he's like a huge star so that's like another thing but this i feel like we'll see what happens in this category and so while only murder like so this is funny but only like i think selena gomez would probably need only murders to debut earlier in june to get that like push for her nomination but only murders debuting after the nominations when you know steve martin is getting in and martin short's getting in there's a great opportunity i think here if they're like blowing people away in season two to push ahead of Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. I could see Steve Martin winning this, honestly. I have, like, who do you have in first? I have Bill in first. I have Jason still, but I have Steve in second. I mean, Bill is also a possibility because that show comes back, I think, in April. So now. Yeah, the 24th. I know it's going to be a lot of, it's a lot of SNL people here. <laughs> right. Uh, so. Supporting actors in a comedy, Joyce. So I'll read off my, I have, so this is eight slots. I have the top five, and then I have three like dart throws. But the top five are, are Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso, Alex Borstein for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Hannah Einbinder for Hacks, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso, and Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live. And then my other three were uh, Janelle James for El- Abbott Elementary, who is absolutely just wrecking that every week, just killing it. Unbelievably funny as the principal. Uh, Marin Hinkle for Mrs. Maisel and BB Newworth for Julia. Those are my my final. Those are my eight. Wow. Okay. Um, I have both Hannah's, Alex, Juno, Kate. And then I have, I'm, I'm going back to the well with past nominees, Sarah Goldberg and okay. Von Orby. And then okay. I have Cheryl Lee Ralph from Abbott Elementary. Nice. So you, so Cheryl Lee Ralph is also incredible in Abbott Elementary and she's obviously like the more brand name actress. Uh, I'm just hoping Janelle James gets, she's just stealing scenes on that show every week. It's just I mean, like, they, what if they both get in? They could both get in. Unlimited ballot or unlimited True. slots on the ballot. So I'm surprised you didn't go with the new world choice. I know, you know, like it's cause I'm, I'm sticking with like my past nominees. Cause I can't tell with like Barry and Atlanta and Maisel, like all these returning shows, like it's been a couple years with them. So I don't know if, 
like because there's so much TV now and they're not checking out the newer shows, like if they're just going to go back to the old familiar stuff. So I was I kind of went opposite because I was like, do they feel so out of sight, out of mind that you barely are like you're so now wrapped up in the new stuff that you're getting fed, especially if you like turn on these services like when you turn on. I'm sure HBO Max will like heavily promote Barry when it comes back. But if you turn on HBO Max, it's like Julia is just like in your face and makes and like you can't really. But then it's like you have to start a new show and like commit to it. As yeah, well. that's true too. That's that's a problem when you have 50 million shows. Yeah, because like uh, there you could just be a huge Barry standing you've been waiting three years for to come back. Yeah, I, I it's tough. I'm like, but do you even remember what happened on Barry two years ago, three years ago? Like that's the other thing. I'm just like are people are gonna actually I don't know. Or maybe like, people started watching it during COVID. True. That's another thing. It, it, yeah. there's so many unknowns. It's a lot of uh unknown knowns, right? Or known unknowns. What is that Donald Rumsfeld said once? Uh I don't know. Let's see. For supporting actor in a comedy, Joyce, then I have, let's see, I have, I went rogue a couple of spots. I'm just going to be honest, but I have the top five. It's another eight slots. Top five are Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso, Tony Shalhoub for Mrs. Maisel, Henry Winkler for Barry, Bowen Yang for SNL, and Brian Tyree Henry for Atlanta. And then my other nominees were Nick Muhammad for Ted Lasso, uh, David Hyde Pierce for Julia, and Ben Schwartz for The After Party. So I, I left off Keenan for SNL, Anthony Carrigan for Barry, Lakeith Stanfield for Atlanta, Stephen Root for Barry, and so on. Um, I have Brett, Tony. Uh, I have a triple Barry. <laughs> I have Henry wow. Winkler, Anthony Carrigan, Stephen Root. I'm just, I'm like all in on Barry for some reason. I don't remember doing this in February, but I just, I did it apparently. <laughs> and I kept it today. Uh, Bowen. Mm-hmm. And I too have four-time winner in this category, David High Pierce and Ben Schwartz. So David <laughs> High Pierce and Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz should definitely get in. He's the best. Love him so much. Uh David High Pierce, I think, could actually win in this category. I like he's he's won four times already. <laughs> so. And he's he's really good. The thing I like about him on Julia is that I think if you watch Julia, if your only knowledge of this is which mine is, is uh Julie and Julia, you're like, oh, her 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 husband is so nice, Stanley Tucci, and David I. Pierce plays him, and he's kind of a dick, and I think that's like really fun. Yeah, um, it's it's different. If, if like Stanley Tucci, who I love, love to Tucci, is yeah. your only reference, yeah, um, the uh, your expectations will be upended. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yes. he's just constant negs uh, from him in this show. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah I so I, I don't know. Like, I, I only, you have multiple Ted guys. I only have one Ted guy. I only have Brett because I have, I have guys two. I put Nick Muhammad in just because I think actually his, he's even though his, pretty, his, heel, his heel turn. Yeah, uh, I think that's worth it. I think he gets yeah. in. Those are the only two. I actually almost didn't have Bo and Yang in. And I'm kind of wondering how SNL will do this whole Same. Emmys just because it seems like no one's taught. It doesn't seem like as buzzy as like last year's were, right? Yeah, like it doesn't, it's pretty it seems kind quiet. Of, I don't even know who most of the hosts are like, I know Gerard Carmichael hosted this past weekend, but I feel like I, I know who hosted or who's going to host like that week. And then like, there's nothing really notable about that episode. Cause I don't watch SNL. So I just 
like, I watch, I read the about, house. like the, the clips and sketches like online. I'll give you a plug. Um, I, I'll give a plug to a, 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 a competitive site. Not really, but EW does a great SNL recap that is just like literally like recaps every sketch. And I don't even watch the sketches. I'll just like read what it was. And it's like, okay, that sounds pretty good. Maybe I'll check it out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that, I almost, I honestly almost knocked out in the previous category, Kate McKinnon. I just was like, I can't remember one thing I've seen this year go viral of her or that's like, like last year, I think we had like, for example, like Cecily Strong had that incredible statement final episode, even though it wasn't her last episode. And there were like easy, like Bo and Yang, the iceberg and like, well, that's still, that's still coming up. (laughs) It's still coming up. And like, they could obviously do something in the next month. That's like incredibly memorable and sticky. So it's like hard to judge, but so far there hasn't been like breakout moments like that from the season and they're kind of running out of time. So that was why yeah, I, was cause I, I feel like I usually um, like I'll watch a sketch online or something or like, like there's like a sketch, like the minute it airs on TV, like, you know, SNL like tweets it and it like goes viral and stuff. And then right. I'll, I'll watch it, you know, mm-hmm. but I have, I am pretty sure I have not watched a single sketch. This yeah. Season. Not it's uh a strange, strange year. So it just feels like a transitional year. They have like a lot of new, you know, new people and it's not an election year. So it's not as buzzy, obviously. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so that's comedy. Great. We had so much laughs, Joyce. Now we're going to go to the drama categories. Again, in, completely unhinged. The amount of shows here are just overwhelming. I, I'm like, I like, again, I'm just Max TV. Max TV is right. So I'll, here are my nominees. I don't even know. I'm missing. I'll, I'll read off what I got based on the odds. I don't know. I'll just read off. There's there's eight nominees here. I have Succession, obviously, and Squid Game and Better Call Saul. I do not have Ozark. Knock that out. I have Why? Yellow Jackets <laughs> and Yellowstone. I threw Euphoria in and then kind of hope, hope and a prayer. I have uh, Severance and uh, Pachinko, both uh, Apple TV Plus shows. So I, I kept out. Why did you drop Ozark? Why? Yeah, I just think I don't know. I'm like, just like, there's just too much. And I wanted to put these other shows in basically. I, I, I know it's probably going to get in. It's like fifth and our fourth in our odds. Um, I don't and know. You know I like they're, they're doing part two in like three weeks. Like they're not even splitting it up between two Emmy seasons. I know. I know. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I left out that I left out killing Eve. I left out morning show. I left out my beloved winning time. The final season of this is us Bridgerton stranger things. Uh, Gaslit, which is like a Julia Roberts show coming to stars. It's just Loki, all the Marvel stuff, oh, Obi Wan. It's just, there's too much. I, I can't, I, I can't figure it out. I wanted to get these shows in. Severance is absolutely my favorite show uh, of the year by far. It's incredibly good. The Euphoria second season I loved, and Pachinko I just feel like has the kind of pedigree to get in. I guess if I was going to knock one out for Ozark at the moment, even though it probably gets in, it would be Pachinko for me. But I don't know. What do you got? Okay, I I have Ozark. I have I have Succession. I have Ozark in two. Wow. Okay. Uh, Squid Game, Better Call Saul, my beloved Better Call Saul that needs to win an Emmy. <laughs> uh, I have both yellows, Yellowstone, Yellow Jackets. I'm not really sure about Yellow Jackets, but I kept it in there for now. Uh, I put in Stranger Things uh, back in um, since they're they're going to make the deadline. And I have severance. I considered Pachinko. I just started watching it yesterday. So maybe, uh, I'll, maybe I'll put Ozark in and take out Pachinko. <laughs> because I don't have Pachinko. 
No, because you don't. Have, you have Ozark in seconds. Because they like Ozark. Uh, <laughs> Two-time Emmy winner Julia Garner. I know. I know. <laughs> they love Ozark. Um, Fine, Ozark. Got ba- I got Ozark back in. I got Ozark back. Okay. I yeah. I I don't like. I can see a world with like Pachinko and Severance getting in. But I don't know if I'm there yet, and, and no maybe like I'll drop uh, maybe I'll drop one of the yellows for it, maybe yellow jackets. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't have a morning show in which did not get a series nom- nomination last time. I don't have morning show in either. I do think Euphoria is going to. I just love the second season. Euphoria is great. I think it's such a great show, and I just feel like it's going to get in. I think the buzz for season two is just undeniable, and it'll get in. And then, yeah, I don't know. Killing Eve. I feel I don't have in winning time. I wanted to put in, but I'm just, just not. I, yeah. Um, I don't know about that. I got to feel, and this is a, I am, I think it would have a better shot if it was in comedy, even though it's a drama. Yeah. It, it feels like, to be honest, there's similar amounts of comedy and drama in both winning time and Juliet. So they could actually be in the same category, but the Julie's obviously in comedy and winning time is in drama. And then, Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just they, like they would have to. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I know why they want to be in drama. Yeah, it's it's a, it is a drama, but it's a drama with comedy elements. So is yeah, it's like it's like a McKay show. I mean, right. it is a McKay show. Um, right. But even uh, though his style is like less apparent as the season goes on. <laughs> so we don't um, neither one of us have uh, this is us in Joyce. Any shot for the final season? I don't think I have. This is us in anywhere above the line. Did no. I? Yeah. We'll see. I don't, I don't think I, I do. Yeah. And Stranger uh, Things I had toyed with. And I'm just like, I don't know. Again, it's another one of those shows where like earlier we were saying, like, it's been so long. I know it's going to be a blockbuster hit. People are going to watch it like crazy and really probably enjoy it or, you know, dissect it to death. But I just wonder, will voters remember that they liked it and like put it in? I don't know. Yeah, it's, I think it's just kind of so popular um, that, I mean, it's been what, three years? (laughs) Well, I thought also maybe does the Squid Game popularity overtake, if there's one spot for like the incredibly popular show on Netflix, you have Squid Game instead of Stranger Things. So these are actually like a lot of popular shows. Yellowstone, yeah, I think I think there's room for both of them. Yeah. and Netflix has gotten uh, more than one show in here before. Right. You know, obviously, like, the crowd's not here this year. Um, I mean, we don't, neither of us have Bridgerton. I can see Bridgerton getting in. <laughs> Very easily can see it getting in. Yeah. It's just like, there's just, again, too much stuff. Uh, let's go to the acting categories. So for drama actress, I've got the top three and I threw some darts. Uh, so <laughs> I have Zendaya for Euphoria, a past winner here, obviously, for season one, Laura Linney for Ozark. And Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets. Then I threw Jody Comer in for Killing Eve, Patricia Arquette for Severance, and Julia Roberts for Gaslit, sight unseen, just because she's Julia Roberts. Uh, okay, I left out Sandra Owen. <laughs> yeah, I left out Sandra Owen oh and Jennifer Aniston uh, for both of them. The other other person I was considering who's is Carrie Coon for the Gilded Age. I feel like could could surprise here. Um, maybe Mandy Moore for the final season of This Is Us. You have. Elizabeth Moss for Shining Girls, uh, Katrina Bow for Outlander. 
Oscar snubbed Christina Valf. Is that is that gonna get her sympathy? The Oscar snub? I don't think so. I don't think people even remember it. <laughs> For what season six? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the show they've, they've never touched. <laughs> um, I have I have like the I think this is the top six. It's I'm I'm like being really basic. Um, I have Laura, Zendaya, Jennifer, Jody, Melanie, and Sandra. Nice. Um, uh, I guess we'll see. I have Zendaya winning. I. She has like incredibly harrowing parts of Euphoria season two. And I think her, her submissions would be like pretty like uh, just stunning basically, but maybe Laura. Well, she has like it. that, that big up, even though she's like mostly MIA in a lot of other episodes. <laughs> she had one huge episode, right? Where she's yeah. like uh, kind of on the run and, and, and high. Uh, and she is goes in and out of the show, and so we'll see. But I mean, maybe Laura Lenny for Ozark takes it, or Melanie. Yeah, Linsky I before, before they choice. decided or announced that part two of Ozark was gonna drop at the end of April, I was like, oh, Zendaya could win. But now, since they are just doing complete final season in this cycle, I'm like maybe Laura has some really great stuff in this back half. Yeah, and you know she's won an Emmy for every role she's contending for, except for this one so far. And so. Zendaya could win for season three if they had wanted to go back to her or whatever. It's not like there's not going to be another opportunity. And also like no one under this this uh, current system, the the new system for the Emmys, which has been like six years now anyway, like no one has repeated. No one's won more than once. Right. It's It started. So... Uh, the people I so I mentioned Julie Roberts for Gaslit. I've not seen it at all. Just watch the trailer. Uh, Julie Roberts. That was literally that's it. I know there's a guy in the comments who's gonna be like, "Oh, he says it's just the name." I said the name, Julie Roberts. That's it. That's why she would get nominated. But uh, Patricia Arquette for Severance, I love on this show. She's playing very but complex. It, like she's more supporting. Supporting. She is definitely supporting, and I think she would have an easier time getting in and supporting, and arguably could maybe win. But at the same time. I still think she'll get in here. Uh, it's a great performance. And I, I think she's really beloved by the Television Academy. That was my other thing. Remember when she won for Medium in 2005? Right. So that was I got her in. She's great. Uh, for drama actor choice. Wow. This one is just. So I got Brian Cox winning. Love Brian Cox for Succession. Jeremy Strong. I got Lee, Lee Jong-Jae for Squid Game. I have Bateman for Ozark. I have Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. And then I have John C. Riley for Winning Time. That's it. I left off Adam Scott, who I really wanted to put in. But <laughs> alas, I went with John C. Riley. I, I have Adam Scott in. <laughs> funny. He's great on uh, Six Severance. So the one issue, the reason I went with John C. Riley over Adam Scott uh, and left off According to our, so I assume you have the same five and then Adam Scott instead of John. Yeah, I, I need Bob to get back in because he was cruelly snubbed last time. So the people we left, the six in our odds is Kevin Costner for Yellowstone and then Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us and then John T. Riley and Adam Scott are next. The reason I went with John T. Riley instead of Adam Scott is while Adam Scott is playing a dual role, he's subdued in both roles and John T. Riley is just destroying the scene. He's like, like just like it is a, He's going big and, and Jerry Buss is an incredibly flamboyant character. And I think he really does a great job with it. You know, there was like a lot of, obviously in the don't look up press cycle, Adam McKay talked about like his falling out Will Ferrell and like 
part of the reason they don't aren't friends is because of this show. And they had originally cast actually Michael Shannon as Jerry Buss, which is just like and, still, and he, he didn't like the the fourth wall breaking. I, I I just honestly can't even picture it based on like how John T. Riley plays him and and actually how Jerry Buss probably was in real life. So I mean, it would just be a different take on it. I mean, Mike, Michael Shannon can do. I love Michael Shannon, but yeah. yeah. So I watch. I'm like winning. I just love John T. Riley on the show. I mean, he's like doing a great job. He's incredibly funny. He gets a lot of the anger and the. Uh, Jerry Buss has a big chip on his shoulder, and I think John T. Riley plays him like that, and it feels like just a perfect marriage of performer and actor. So that's why I have him in. But I would love Adam Scott to get in. I just can't imagine any of these other f- uh, five getting snubbed. I mean, Bob was snubbed last time. I know, so. but how are they going to snub Bob? <laughs> they they shouldn't. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I, I have him in, and I put Adam in. Um, because I I honestly didn't even consider no offense to him John C Riley that much, just because I feel like people are more into Severance than Winning Time. Like there's more buzz for Severance and Adam Scott's performance in it than there is for Winning Time. And you know Adam Scott is someone who's been in a lot of popular shows over the years, and he's never personally been nominated for it. He's great. I mean, I, I so would maybe love it. now it's his time. It would be amazing if it was. Uh, and then we'll see who wins. I mean, it, we've seen in the in the winter here, Lee Jung Jae is seemingly steamrolled as Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong just split the vote. So we'll see if that happens at the Emmys. I still think this is the year to give Brian Cox an Emmy. I think that's going to end up being pretty enticing. This is the one time to give him an Emmy, but maybe we'll see. So the one time. <laughs> well, because next you're going to give like, I imagine eventually the way the show is going. And I guess they could give him a huge arc in the final, like Logan seemingly has to die at some point, right? Like in the final season, like wouldn't that be the show? And then the aftermath of his death is like how they kind of like runs out. So are you like saying he's going to die and the show will continue? Well, I feel like I'm not Jesse Armstrong and I'm in dummy. So like, those are two key things to consider here. But if I guess if I was like conceptualizing succession's end game, you would have to have a certain point, have a peak with Brian and Logan and then die. His character dies. And then like the runoff of the last half of this, the final season is like the aftermath of Logan's death. Maybe it's not though. And like I said, again, I am a dummy. So I'm not Justin Armstrong, who is a award-winning writer. Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever thought of it that way, but I also don't like think of my shows that way. Right. I, I just let it unfold the way I don't think of it as like a mystery box. Like no. people go like totally lost on shows because of right. loss. And like, I don't right. care. Like you just give me the episodes and I'll watch them. <laughs> I guess I'm not, I don't like, I don't like, I agree with you on that. And I don't actually care what happens. I was just like thinking maybe overthinking. I'm like, Brian Cox in season three is great. And like, give him I don't, like yeah, this. I don't care if he dies or not. Like I just, trust jesse to do whatever same he wants to do <laughs> it's sterling k brown for this is us joyce before we move on any shot here final season <sighs> gotta be gotta be pretty strong shot right i mean would i be surprised if he makes it in for every season of the show as he has so far no right but uh, um I, I mean i guess i would drop adam for him if i were right. gonna predict him right now uh and now supporting actress, this again, these are just holy cow. Okay. Uh hang on. <laughs> so huh, all right. I've got the top 
five, I guess. So it's uh, Sarah Snook, Julia Garner for Ozark, uh, Jung Ho Yun for Squid Game, Jay Smith Cameron for Succession, and Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets. Then I put Rhea Seahorn in for Better Call Saul, Sydney Sweeney for Euphoria, and oh, Yu Jung Yoon for Pachinko. Sydney Sweeney going all in on Euphoria. Sydney <laughs> uh, Sweeney on Euphoria is incredible. She is so good, has all the memes. And I just feel like is this is the time to give her an Emmy nomination. I mean, if there's a, an Emmy for best meme, then sure. <laughs> I think there might be <laughs> popularity. I, I thought, so I put Yu Jung Yoon for uh, Pachinko in here. I thought of maybe Sally Field for Winning Time, but she's really not in it all that much. I thought maybe yeah. Kelly Riley for Yellowstone, Juliette Lewis for Yellow Jackets. Those are my like alternates, but I don't know. Um, I have Sarah, Julia, Jung Ho Yoon, Jay Smith, Cameron, Yo Jung Yoon. I do have Kelly Riley. Um, I have Kim Ju Young from Squid Game. So I have, uh, I did multiple Squid Game nice. just because I feel like with the unlimited ballot, yep. they might go there. Mm-hmm. And I too am hope dicting Rhea Seahorn. <laughs> Gotta be right. I mean, they, I, I mean, I just know like the act, they just, the actors just don't watch that show. Like they no, it's so cruel, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'll keep her in there by July 12th, but I'm, I'll have her in there right now. <laughs> I, I just feel like maybe this is the year. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they are splitting the season. Uh, right. So the, the back half of the final season premieres in July. So they're eligible again next year. Right. Uh, drama supporting actor Joyce, just our pals right at the top. Kieran Culkin and Matthew McFadden for Succession got them both. Billy Crudup for Morning Show, uh, Oh Young Soo for Squid Game, Nicholas Braun for Succession. So that's the top five. I have those five, and then my dart throws uh, for the bottom three were uh, John Turturro for Severance, Owen Wilson for Loki, and Quincy Isaiah for Winning Time. <laughs> Do you just reserve the last three spots? <laughs> kind of, because I'm just like, whatever. Like, I mean, I'll make the case for all of them. Uh, John Turturro on Severance is incredibly good. He actually has like a really dramatic arc. And I just love him on the show. I think he's so good. So hopefully he gets in, especially if there's like a big affection for Severance. Uh, Loki, Owen Wilson was great on it. I think we forgot how good he was. He's like really charming. Definitely uh, a breakout character. And while... Sure, like Giancarlo Esposito for Better Call Saul or Jonathan Banks for Better Call Saul, seemingly better bets. I just was like, I love Owen Wilson and Loki. And then Quincy Isaiah, I don't know. I just, because the show is about the Lakers and the Television Academy is all like Laker fans, in my mind, I'm just like, he's great as magic. He's so charming as magic. It is definitely a breakout performance. And he have, he has, he's basically the co-lead of the show with John C. Riley to the point where I think you could argue in the early episodes, there's actually too much magic as we're waiting There's, to get I, I actually um, locally call it too much magic with my friends. <laughs> There's a lot it's, of magic. so much backstory. <laughs> it's a lot of magic. There's a ton of backstory about his life, about his like trip to, you know, his college days and like, and, like everything about his, him. Like, drama with his girlfriend, future but wife. He's yeah. incredibly charming. He just is like, I don't know, to play Magic Johnson, you have to have, it's just, a, I just is like, I don't know how they found Quincy Isaiah has to believably play basketball, which I mean, none of them are like, you're not watching the show and being like, wow, that's magic and Kareem. Uh, Solomon Hughes plays Kareem. 
but they're really good at basketball. I think they pull it off and he's just so winning and charming. And so I was they're like, really good at basketball. Great review. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like it looks re- like it doesn't look well, like it's, it's, it's like it's good editing too. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. just, he's believable on the court. Like he, he, he passes the, like the eye test basically. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Those are so my, my well, so like my eight is I have, I have four succession guys. Cause you know, I am who I am. <laughs> Wow. So who's the fourth one? Alan, obviously. Wow. Alan Rock, the eldest son. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I have Billy, uh, Oyungsu, and then I have <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito and Jonathan Banks. Making sure. come back after he was snubbed last time as well. So I um yeah, but for winning time, my my fave supporting actor is Adrian Brody. He's great. I just was like, so does good he have at Riley? And Enough. have you watched through episode eight? No, not yet. Okay. So he has like a lot of good stuff because this was five, right? This past or So five, eight. we just ended with Jack McKinney getting his uh, yeah, head the, busted the open. Amazing final, like, Tracy Lex. I watched like six times. <laughs> Incredible performance from just Tracy Lex. Five, so like now, 10 feet on the concrete. <laughs> in the real world, Paul uh, Westfall <laughs> takes over the team. And that's Jason Siegel. And then Adrian yeah. Brody. Yeah, you see assistant. that in like the next three episodes. Right. And then you see like Adrian and Jason have like a really good chemistry, like bromance. And yeah. then, you know, in real life, like Pat kind of gets like a little screwed over once uh, Jack comes back into the fray. So um, there's lots of stuff there with him. So I. But I don't know like how big, you know, like we talk about like winning time is. And I don't even think I don't think like ratings are everything, but I, it it just doesn't feel like it has that same type of buzz. Um, so I don't have him in. But okay. I'm I'm hoping he'll get into guest actor for succession. <laughs> I mean, very well could. Uh Joyce, limited series we're gonna go to just it's just a mess. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I mean, there are so many shows here. I'm going to read some of the shows that just I didn't even put in. I can't even actually read them. There's just so many shows, Joyce. I'm looking through the list. It's like uh, The Girl from Plainview, which is on Hulu right now. We Own the City. Hulu has a lot of shows. (laughs) We Own the City, which is a new David uh, Simon show, right? Coming uh, with Ronaldo Marcus Green, I believe, uh, (laughs) directing, coming to HBO. Uh, The Thing About Pam, the Renee Renee Zellweger show that is like they're promoting uh, like crazy. We Crash with Jared Leto, not in there. We love our, we love our We Crash. That's that's your favorite show. (laughs) Super Pumped, which I love, not in. Scenes from a Marriage, Moon Knight, uh, on and on and on. Inventing Anna. Pam and Tommy, all these shows are not in for me. So my my list was uh, Dope Sick, White Lotus, Made, Dropout, Station Eleven, and then the last, so that's a top five. And then the last one for me was The Staircase, but I left out First Lady and Under Banner of the Heaven. Staircase is coming to HBO. It's got Colin Firth and Tony Collette based on the podcast, the true crime podcast. Okay, so again, this could wind up just having six slots. I mean, yep. five slots, even yep. though we're allowing six predictions mm-hmm. right now, but it pe- depends on submissions. Um, so I have under the banner of heaven, dope sick white Lotus made the dropout and the staircase. Nice. Um, you don't have station 11. I actually have station 11 win. <laughs> I don't have station 11 and I don't even know if that's something they might go for. It's just, even, incre- I thought it was so good and it's so well done. I do hope it gets in. So kind of hope yeah, they it's, get like the, the season is weird. Cause I feel like, there's a lot of shows, obviously, and a lot of spring releases, but 
nothing from the fall has really asserted itself. Like there's no Queen's Gambit from the fall, right? But you have like Maid, which did well. And then you have Dopesick, which is kind of sort of building momentum. Like it's it's like winning stuff, you know, at least from Michael Keaton. Um, and, but it's, it's not like super, neither of them are super strong. And Maid had like a really soft guild run. Um, it won WGA, but it was kind of soft otherwise. And like last year, I've told like multiple people this by now, but like, as soon as I watched the mayor of Easttown screeners, I was like, this is coming. Like Kate Winslet is coming. Right. And I've watched several of these limited series, uh, these new ones for the spring now. And I don't really feel that way about any of them. Like they're not bad, but it's just kind of like, they're like good. Like they're fine. And I don't know like what's going to catch on the way that That, Meredith, maybe nothing will. That's the thing. Like, Maybe there isn't one. That's the tough beat. Yeah. That and then the other thing is, it's like with the guilds, like in the winter, like Mare was still winning stuff. Like it mm-hmm. dominated the guilds. It just lost DJ to Underground Railroad, which was also not eligible this season because it was last cycle. So it's like these other, the, the, the current Emmy cycle shows haven't really asserted themselves. Um, right. But yeah, so I, I think like any of these shows can win this category. It's, it's um, pretty, I think we kind of knew that like Queen's Gambit was winning, even though Mare, I think Mare was really close to beating it just based on its guild run, um, you know, the past couple months. Um, but Queen's Gambit just had so much below the line support. Um, yeah, and then we also have a lot of scammer shows <laughs> this season. All and the scammer shows. All the scammer shows. So I don't know, like, are they just sort of going to cancel each other out? Like, and like, I mean, that's the thing, like, of these type of shows. <laughs> so like of the scammer shows, the only one I actually have in really is uh, the, the dropout, because I do feel that the other prominent ones were like, we crashed and Pam and Tommy to an extent and inventing Anna and <laughs> super pumped. <laughs> And I wonder all of those have a little bit of samey kind of quality and they're all kind of like more popcorny than profound. And while I think the dropout is also popcorny, it does enough shading to make it feel like a little more serious than the others. Mm-hmm. That would be my take on it. Um, that was why I put it in over those other ones. It also yeah. seems like it has the most buzz. So yeah, so I the finale is this week, this week. I think. Yeah. yeah i watched it yesterday and it's basically like an emmy reel for amanda seyfried right which we'll um, get to actually coming up here because uh yeah so i yeah that's also partially why i kept it in um like it's i think generally like most people like it and it's basically the amanda show right i think eight episodes is probably too long for it um i think we talked about this before that like the setup just took way too long because it goes through like her college years and everything. And does and the the scammy stuff doesn't really start until episode four with Walgreens and like Alan Ruck singing firework. So it's funny, um, like that's this is the world where if the dropout was a movie, those first three episodes would have been the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, and instead yeah. they're three hours. Now I understand why they needed that because I think the difference between the dropout and like we crashed and super pumped 
all of which I really liked. And I actually think Super Pumped is the most entertaining of the three. I just love it because I love Pearl Jam and I love Wolf of Wall Street. And that's basically what the show is. It's just like <laughs> ripping off Wolf of Wall Street completely uh, and just so much fun. But uh, the thing that the dropout does is kind of tries to make the audience understand Elizabeth Holmes and her mindset. And while it doesn't necessarily endorse that mindset, at least presents it. So then later when you're watching her, like just completely scam and be very unethical in the show, uh, you kind of understand why she's like that. So I think it does pay off, but it does. And Hulu released those three episodes at once. So the first three you probably watched in like one night and we're just like doing other stuff maybe when you were watching them. And then like four, five, six, seven, eight are all individual episodes. So I'm of two minds of it where I'm like, I get what they were doing. It definitely felt dragged out, but yeah. So there you go. I don't know. Yeah. And I also like, I totally get why they, I think like it's the correct approach with, because it it is so focused on Elizabeth Holmes. And I think there's a lot more thematic elements to it than just presenting her as this, like her anti-heroine arc, obviously, because there's also a lot of stuff in there. Cause obviously she's a woman in Silicon Valley, not a lot of those. And there's also this like generational gap thing, especially in episode four, when she's trying to like sell Theranos to like all these men. And that was at, at a time, you know, coming off of like Facebook and all this stuff when like the, the business basically was just kind of like, oh, we need to like cash in on this, like this new generation, like, you know, of inventors basically. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, now that we're, going into like the Gen Z generation because <laughs> we're ancient. Um, it's, it's kind of, you know, it like in retrospect, you just see how it didn't bear out and how easily she was able to con these people. Cause they were just like these old guys, which is like, we got to get in on this train right now. Yeah. You know, it, it's pretty fascinating. I, I enjoy the show. Yeah. But like um, my, I, my point, like all that, like there's so many scammer shows. So like the reason I put, under the banner of heaven and first, which I've, I've seen the first episode of um, is because I feel like that is actually different from these other shows. Cause that's, it's based on a real murder as well. Right. Double homicide and uh, a nonfiction book by John Krakauer. Um, but like, that is not a scammer show at all. It's a real case murder. And the protagonist, Andrew Garfield, his detective is an actual protagonist. It's not an anti-hero. He's not an anti-hero or anything. Is he's just a man uh, going through a crisis of faith um, because it's you. You learn a lot about Mormonism in the nice. show. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it, and, and I'm very excited. I know. So I wonder if that's like because it's so different from a lot of these other shows that that would benefit it. I mean, it very well could. Uh, Joey, we'll we'll cook through TV movie. I don't think we'd have to spend a great deal of time on this. I actually have the the top five. So the Fallout, the Survivor, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, Ray Donovan, the movie, and Help were my five. I have that, and uh, you've you've seen the Survivor. I have not watched that yet. So the Survivor is like a pretty legit. It was at TIFF, I think, in 2020. Barry Levinson directed it. It's Ben Foster playing a Holocaust survivor named Harry Haft, who is a boxer. Uh, really great, great performances, like incredibly harrowing stuff. Barry Levinson doing like similar work, I think, to like what you've seen from his previous HBO movies where it's like, um, you know, from uh, the Madoff movie with De Niro and, and I know he did You Don't Know Jack and Paterno, like pretty solid. The Fallout is a, uh, I think it's a school shooting uh, Fallout uh, from that with a 
with uh, Jenny Ortega is the lead, I believe. And I know that was also pretty well received. I think at South by Southwest last year or two years ago. Are you, gonna, you, are you predicting Emmy wins for Barry Levinson and Sam Levinson? Maybe. I mean, we, I have, I have, I, I, maybe we'll see. I, I can see the, the, uh, the, the survivor just being another bad education. Cause that was also uh, an acquisition. Yes. From the, yeah. I don't mean this is a Petrova. It's like a real movie that HBO then picked up because like, yeah. so there you go. Uh, let's do actor uh, or no, I'm sorry. Actress in a limited series first choice. I have again, just completely rogue here. Uh, so there's six slots. I have the top but, three. Possibly just five in the possibly end. Possibly just five, but we have six for our, our predictions. So I have the top three, though. I, I inverted the order. So I have Amanda Seyfried winning for the dropout. Like you mentioned, she's incredible on the show. Uh, love it. Viola Davis for First Lady and Margaret Qualley for Maid. Now, our odds have Margaret Qualley, Viola Davis, and Amanda Seyfried. And then after that, just uh, gone, I go. Uh, Mackenzie Davis for Station Eleven, because I'm bullish on that. Julie Garner for Inventing Anna, because... Julie Garner is actually like the best part of the show. And then I put Anne Hathaway in for We Crashed simply because I just absolutely love her on it. And she dresses like a Navi from Avatar in one of the episodes. So um, tell cool. me why I'm wrong. And I explained <laughs> to me, I'm assuming Julian Anderson. Yeah, I don't, but you could, this, you this category is crazy. Cause I feel yes. like last year was, it was pretty easy to predict most of yes. them. Um, and so who do you have? I, I have Amanda, Margaret, I have Michelle Pfeiffer for the okay. first lady. I have Viola. I have Claire Foy for a very British scandal. And I too have Julia um, in that six slot that might not exist. Uh, just because just I think they, I mean, you know, she's won two Emmys for Ozark. She may very well win her third for Ozark. And the show is, uh, you know, uneven and not not like uh it's a it's a shonda show right and she she does the most in it um but it was a hit right people watched it did they like it i don't know but people watched it It doesn't matter like whether you like it or not they have the numbers saying people watched it correct so it's a very easy watch i'll say that um even though the last two episodes are over an hour long and basically movies (laughs) i'm like why yeah i i was uh I was very, I think she's a lot of fun on the show and she does have the flashiest part and kind of put her in there just because of uh, the fact that she's, like you said, is the Emmy favorite. So, yeah. So I don't like there are like other people I was considering for that. I consider just not even predicting this a slot, but there's, you know, there's Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Oscar and Jessica Chastain, uh, yeah. Lily James for Pam and Tommy, I think would be a popular pick. Olivia Coleman for Landscapers, Renee Zellweger uh, for The Thing About Pam. Sarah Paulson for impeachment, Beanie Feldstein for impeachment. I mean, there's or just a lot of people yeah. here. Um, Is he Edgar Jones for Under the Banner of the Heaven, Joyce? I mean, she, I don't, so I feel like, I mean, I've only seen the first episode because they haven't sent anymore, but so she, she is the victim. This is not a spoiler. Like she, she and her baby are murdered. So she's just seen through flashbacks a lot. Um, so I don't know. I feel like she could be more supporting, but I don't know like how that right. will shake out um but yeah there's also jillian anderson for the first lady that i did not put in <laughs> she plays eleanor roosevelt yeah i actually i really so i've seen five episodes of that now and i really like michelle in it i actually think she's the best of three um so but i don't know if there's 
room for all three of them to make it in, especially if it's just going to be five slots in the end. Right. So, and I, it might be a mistake to leave Jillian Anderson out considering she just swept last season for the crown. And this is basically kind of the crown a, part two. similar to, yeah, similar type of performance, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I'll I just, uh, I'll make the case here quickly for Mackenzie Davis station 11. Again, just an incredible show. I, I worry that it's a little out of sight, out of mind because it came out a while ago at this point or earlier in the year, but she's awesome on it. Uh, really like very uh very compelling just a great performance i don't know if she'll get in i'm just gonna leave her in there as a hope diction but uh here you go for uh drama a a limited movie actor choice i have the top three michael keaton andrew garfield and ben foster for uh survivor and then i threw more darts for uh colin for this is again six slots maybe just five I've Colin Firth for the staircase, Jared Leto for We Crashed, and I'm sticking with Station Eleven for Himish Patel, who's great on Station Eleven. So those are my uh, five or six. Um, I have Michael Keaton, Andrew Garfield, I have Paul Bettany, my guy, <laughs> every British scandal. Um, I also have Colin Firth for the staircase, and then. I have Evan Peters for Monster, which I don't even know if it's actually coming out this season. <laughs> Wow. But I put him in there. And then I I kept Sebastian Stan for Pam and Tommy. Wow. Well, he's definitely the best part of Pam and Tommy, I would argue. He's really quite good. Maybe. I, I, I need we'll I need Bucky and Vision to face off. Sure. That'd be great. So uh, I threw Jared in. Obviously, just you know we love Jared here. And uh he is going so big on We Crashed. It's just the most such a hilarious performance. I think he's really quite good. Um and we'll see. Ben Foster has an incredible transformation in the Survivor. It's like Raging Bull-esque. I think he lost like 60 pounds to play this character, then gained it back to play the character after he is escaped from Auschwitz. Uh, it's a great performance. I don't know. If people watch it, I think they will be very impressed. So Yeah, I thought about putting him in. Maybe I should put him in. Um, I don't know. Even if, even if he does get in, I think you'll have a hard time winning because TV movie performances don't really win here anymore. I have Michael Keaton winning. Now that was a fall, a winter uh, favorite with Michael Keaton. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't continue that at the end. I have, I still have him in first, um, but I, I would not be surprised if he's usurped by someone. Um, although I don't really know who at this point, maybe Andrew. <laughs> Right. I don't know. Um, Andrew would be the pick, I think, honestly. Yeah. And like, it's, yeah, I, I need to see more of that show. Um, so that's why I don't have him in first yet. So, but yeah, Keaton can just kind of ride the wave and just being Keaton mm-hmm. to win. I, guess. That was my I mean, last year, this category was a mess and you and McGregor won. So sure. we never forget. Uh, for supporting uh, in limited mo- movie or limited series, Joyce, I have the top. So again, six slots. I have the top four: Jennifer Coolidge, Andy McDowell for Maid, Jennifer Coolidge for White Lotus, Andy McDowell for Maid, Caitlin Deaver for Dotsick, and Ellen Burson for the First Lady. And then I have Florence Pugh for Hawkeye, and Tony Collette for The Staircase. Those are my six. I had the uh, people I left out were Connie Britton for White Lotus, very solid performance, but I just didn't think she's in it very much, having watched it. Lori Metcalf for the dropout, I love, but again, I'm wondering if she has enough to do. Tony Collette in the staircase, seemingly again sight unseen, but is like the second. She's like a she is the victim in the in the, in the show, and I feel like uh, the big part or has potential to be a, a juicy part. So that's why I put her in. 
Uh, yeah, I had no idea what to do here. And I ended up with three white Lotus ladies. <laughs> wow. Nice. So I've, yeah, I have Jennifer, Connie, and Alexandra. Uh, I have Caitlin Beaver for Dopesick, Annie McDowell for Maid. And I too kept Florence Pugh for Hawkeye because why not? <laughs> so I, I'd actually be shocked if she got in. I'm surprised she's like oh, yeah, six like odds. I mean, she's six in our house because of us. <laughs> Probably. Uh, she's great on the show. She's so much fun. I don't think it'll happen, but I'll leave her. No, in. but it's a, it's just a hope diction for now. Or, I mean, I won't keep her in there by J- uh, July 12. So. And then just, lastly, it's Joyce, just to make people remember her performance. <laughs> uh, with, I love, yeah. Lastly, the movie limited supporting actor. I believe you, you slacked me this morning and we're like, this is just a mess. It's just, so it's, what is this? I don't, so, I have no idea what to do here. <laughs> so here's what I did. I have the top four, which is Murray Bartlett for white Lotus, who, uh, is seemingly the favorite Peter Sarsgaard for dope sick. OT, uh, Fagbenlay for first lady. How do you say his name, Joyce? OT Fagbenlay. Yeah, there you go. I did it right. Maybe, uh, Seth Rogen for Pam and Tommy. And then I did Naveen Andrews for the dropout. And my sixth slot went to Kyle Chandler for super pumped. Okay. Um, I left out Nick Robinson for made and William H. Macy for dropout. Um, I have Murray Naveen. I, I have William H. Macy. <laughs> nice. He's not in it a lot either. He's kind of like, uh, maybe he has, a, he has a little bit more screen time than Laurie Metcalf. But yeah. he also has prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange look. He looks like Peter Sarsgaard in Green Lantern, if you yeah. remember. Um, and I also have Peter Sarsgaard. Um, I have OT, and I just put in Wyatt Russell for Under the Banner of Heaven. Wow, nice. So yes. no Naveen for you. No, I have Naveen. Okay, good. Yeah, He's I have great. I have double dropout. So what if what if what if he wins, Naveen? Naveen? I think it could happen. He's yeah. awesome on it. Yeah. He's just so evil yeah. and it's great. And he has a he has a really good scene in the finale with Amanda. So um, but right now I do have Murray Barlow winning because everybody loved Murray Barlow and White Lotus. And that was like the thing. But again, I wonder if will the White Lotus be able to sustain its momentum? I mean, like White Lotus, yeah, it didn't really like blow up, like it didn't smash the guilds at all either, you know. Right. But again, it was like losing to shows that are not eligible this semi cycle. Correct. Um, I think it just like the only awards it won was just Critics Choice for Murray and mm-hmm. Jennifer, right? And that's not industry, so right. But the Critics Choice is the best Oscar predicted choice, so they're kind of industry. Maybe they're solid for TV they're, too. It's not industry. They they just like to brag about being the. Sure. Do they brag about being the best Emmy predictors? I don't know. Maybe they will this year. <laughs> Maybe we'll see a tweet. Uh, I'll, I'll just stump for Kyle Chandler. I'm super pumped. He plays like the Kyle Chandler role. I would. Uh, charitably call it where he's like the uh righteous uh good so guy he's like his, his like wolf of wall street like fbi a little bit so uh the show is about uh you uber with uh joseph gordon levitt as travis kalanick great performance of joseph gordon levitt i did not put him in but but i really wanted to he's so good on it i think he's like really great and kyle chandler plays uh bill Gurley, who is the venture capitalist who like put a lot of money in for benchmark capital and he's actually referenced on We Crashed, I think, that just is there's the whole scammer cinematic universe is incredible. Um, uh, Jared Leto is referenced in the, the dropout finale. <laughs> That's great. So Jared Leto is referenced in the dropout finale. I know for a fact We Crashed, they reference Benchmark Capital as well, because I think Benchmark put in money on WeWork. Um, so Kyle Chandler is basically like the guy trying to like keep Travis Kalanick 
on the on the rails and doing a bad job of it. And it's just a great performance. I think he's like really he's really fun. He has a couple of great teams with Uma Thurman, who plays Ariana Huffington. Uh, it's just like classic Kyle Chandler stuff, just very down the middle. And I love him in it. And I just wanted to get super pumped on my list somehow. So that's where I found a spot for him. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Is- I don't know, like, like Showtime. I don't know what to do with the Showtime shows, really. No. I don't know. <laughs> like their last huge hit was Homeland, right? And that was a mm-hmm. decade ago. <clears throat> and then they had Escape at Danamora. Uh, which was like a moderate size hit. It didn't win any Emmys, but it got a bunch of nominations. So, and they have, you know, a bunch of shows this time. And I, yeah, I mean, I have Yellow Jackets in for a couple. Yeah. Things. It's just a... Uh, but yeah, they're like, like First Lady, I don't know, really overall. Um, and super pumped. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't a- know anything. So. That that should be the title is I don't know anything for me yeah. either, but that was it. So that's the Emmy stress. We just did it. We went through the entire uh, thing. So I'm sure and, we'll you talk know, about. We really need a uh, Hamilton back in this race, so we could just uh, reserve three slots for them. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what'll be this year's Hamilton, uh, if anything. Um, did, did, did Disney Plus have a a filmed stage musical this year? I don't think so. No. <laughs> uh, so we'll be talking about this a lot. I think <laughs> certainly, maybe maybe a. Uh, Future episodes will go through individual categories. And, and we didn't even talk about succession. We didn't talk much about Minx, which we love. I know. So um, that's, that's okay. You know, we've talked about succession a lot through Oscar season. We'll give people a break. <laughs> that's true. We can find other stuff to talk about. We'll do uh we'll do some other stuff. Choice. You I know, maybe I, like one one week we'll or maybe it'll be better after nominations before uh I don't know, maybe before. Like we we can try to like pick episode submissions for people. Would love that. Even though after they don't nominations. really matter anymore. No, I think after nominations, maybe that'll be easier. I know, but they but they usually kind of pick quickly. So because some of them are kind of obvious. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. So maybe we'll be back later this week to talk about the Oscars. <sighs> Is that a tease? Of years past. Yes, that's a tease. Oh my gosh. I know. I can't wait. Bye. I'll see you later, Joyce. Bye. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.